Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott here with Pastor Brian. Hello. And Nicole Austin. Hello. So good to have you here, Nicole. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. I Today we're talking about the summer theme Yay. for Cornerstone. Do something together. And I want to invite you, Nicole, because I know you'd have thoughts about it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited <coughs> about it. And not a lot has been very exciting to me lately, so that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a win. That's yeah, kind of a win-win. Win all around. Yeah. Um, we... I didn't have any, actually, you know what? I didn't have any other intro questions. I thought I, was, I wanted to have an intro question. Do you normally a, have an intro question? Well, yeah. Kind What's of like your a, favorite meal? No. <laughs> like, was like it, are you doing an icebreaker? Yeah, like, yeah. Something that, you know, gets us, something that gets us going. My name's Nicole and I like noodles, except I don't because I'm gluten free. How? No, that, that's that'll not, do it. There you go. Yeah. What's, Scott, what's, Scott's what's eyes the lit up. best <laughs> tasting gluten free item? Ooh, I've got a good one. Yeah. So um, there is an amazing baker named Tony who used to go to this church who has a bakery called mm-hmm. Bake Bar in L.A. And it it's in Culver City. Okay. It's in Washington. And he makes incredible gluten-free treats that I eat when, when I'm splurging. And they're amazing. Did you hear that? Gluten-free treats. Does, I that, that's does a that thing. sound inconsistent to you? Tony the baker. Yeah. Tony the baker. Tony the baker. Not to be confused with Tony the Tiger. No, that's different. But they are great. Exactly. Oh, yes. but, but he makes this yes. cookie. I like that one. This amazing oh, cookie. Man. Best cookie. Yeah? So that's all I'm saying. That's, yeah. That's, there you what go. kind of flavor is the cookie? It's got like, it has like sort of like a toffee, it has some like toffee in it and has mm. chocolate in it. Oh, sorry. Are we going to move on from his <laughs> Frosted Flakes reference? Are we just going to let yeah, that go? I was ignoring I'm that. dying over here. <laughs> I was ignoring that. That was that was something was else. Good. It was pretty good. I don't think people got the full experience of seeing your face as it happened. That's right. There was satisfaction right. and delight. It was as though he had a gluten-free toffee The treat. 80s just came flowing back into. You were pretty proud oh, of that. Well done. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm not always quick, but every once in a while I am, and it excites me. It was fantastic. Um. <laughs> we're doing great. So um, if you were going to go... To the bakery. Oh gosh, we're well, still, still on the bakery. Okay, to yeah, get yeah. a gluten-free treat. Yes. This summer. Yes. Would you do so on your own? Ooh, well done, <laughs> well done. No, you know, here's what I would do. What would you do? I would go. I would go on my own, and I would get a box of mm. treats, and then I would meet up with a bunch of other people and eat them together. Mm. And I would do that that's together. Some- that's something yeah. you could do together. Exactly. That's something. You could well do done. That's right. So sorry for the cheese. Everyone. All part of the plan. That's right. Coming full circle. So we've uh, you've probably we, we talked about it in the family meeting for those of those that were there. Um, you've probably seen it in the um, newsletter in our weekly newsletter. But the Cornerstone's theme for the summer is do something together. Um, what do we mean by that? That's really broad. Like, well, how is it that is. a theme? How how is that a like? How is that even a summer thing? Why? Uh, what what do we mean? We do something together. I what mean, do you I, think, Nicole? I think that you know, as we as a staff and as pastors and as kind of groups of people who are thinking about where we are, mm-hmm. and as the church, we were thinking about like 
where are people? And obviously people are in all different stages and places, mm. but a lot of people are just feeling a little disconnected over the last couple of years, mm. are feeling kind of worn down over the last couple of years. Some people are ready and raring to go, super mm. excited, just are like the sun has come out and everything's wonderful, but some people are sort of reeling and a little bit regrouping. Yeah. And I think that we were trying to make this theme broad and easy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just the idea that like we as a body are called to come together and sometimes we forget that to our Mm. detriment and so we just wanted to encourage people this summer not in sort of official organized ways but just organically and together to just just gather Mm. um and so i think it was intentionally designed to be broad and not kind of very specific Mm -hmm. um, because people are at different places. And so for one person, do something together is going to mean like get together with a friend for coffee Mm -hmm. or like go for a walk with a friend. And for some people, it's going to be like have a 50-person barbecue. Mm -hmm. And both of those are equally nourishing Mm -hmm. for different people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Brian's all about the 50-person barbecue. Yeah. That's my thing. That's right. Kind of a sweet spot. Oh, yeah. Where's Matt when we need him? <laughs> I was trying to channel. I was like, <laughs> the, the, it's been, we are, uh, what are we What are we in here? We're five minutes in. We haven't had a, like a slight dig at Brian yet. There hasn't been a and snide And so we needed yet. to. They're not, they're not that slight. I <laughs> mean, they're very direct. <laughs> I think I think he would just say, yeah, Brian's very socially awkward. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't noticed that. And then uh, he would just go into the barbecue You thing. know, people are going to find you incredibly engaging. It's true. The bar is so low. Well, yeah, exactly, because because <laughs> uh, the reputation is so is it that, that like you're we're like wait, like, he's actually, so you're charming. Not <laughs> like, wait a second. Uh, so you're gonna he start looked me be- right in the eyes. It was crazy. <laughs> you're gonna be getting invited to all the barbecues now, Brian. Uh, I just want to see what this guy's like in person. Oh dear. So why is why is this simple kind of broad? theme for the summer and theme for for us as a church why do you feel like it's needed for where the church is now brian i mean i think (laughs) i think it should be the theme for a lot of places not just not just us i i I think um i don't think we have fully realized uh some of the intangible things that were lost Mm -hmm. in two years of the pandemic and i think that there's a way that you want to kind of come out of it and resume a sense of normalcy immediately um, but you can't do that. It, 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 at some level, it's almost like, you know, I got a friend who runs marathons and like he took some time off and like you can't just go out and run the marathon after that. Mm. At some level, there's a lot of things that are still in place. You've done it a lot. It, it, you know, taking a couple months off is not this like crazy time off where there's all this atrophy, but you can't just hop back out there and do it or mm. even do like half of it. There's this whole thing you have to do where you go, okay, let me get like my tendons, <laughs> like my muscles ready for for what for him is normal like like his normal life looks like this kind of ability to do this and his body in some ways is has, is now built and honed for this sort of thing and i think for a lot of us there's a way you just want to you jump back into normalcy and then it feels like the gears are grinding it feels like there's some friction you're not really sure what it is or what to put your finger on and there's a whole slew of things that we could talk about yeah. but one of those things is that we haven't situated ourselves relationally again I I think there's a way that we Mm -hmm. haven't necessarily like gone okay relationships don't just spring back into existence my feeling of community my feeling of sociality doesn't just like happen because now we're not in lockdown yeah Um, Yeah. and so I need to 
do these these things that I don't notice. Like there's tendons that need to get rewarmed up, and there's and that only comes through repetition. Only comes through going out and and doing things again, yeah. um, and moving in that direction again, and in a way that after a break you have to be more intentional about it. You can't just hop out there and do it because it, you're gonna find yourself for some people especially like at the end of your tether a lot quicker than you used to be. So you have to just doing something together is a way of saying let's kind of get more limber. Let, 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 let's yeah. let's re, uh, reacquaint ourselves and resituate ourselves inside of like relationships and community that was normal, but won't be as normal if we try and just jump back in again without being intentional about it. So to me, the beauty of like having it be just like do something together is the breadth of it sounds simple, but that's where the power is. The yeah. power is in how just doing that, being intentional that way and saying, how can I just gather with some people and do that several times over the course of the summer when that sometimes is more available um, mm -hmm. for some people than other times is a way for me to then actually make progress without it being this giant program that I, you know, oh, we're going to do this event and this event and this event and this event and we're all going to be together. And, yeah, make sure you come you know. and attend at yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think in addition to that and something we also did talk about at the family meeting is the fact that our church body has changed and morphed in a lot of ways over the last couple of years. And yeah. because we have been separated in a lot of ways, we kind of all have started to come together and be like, wait, there's all these people I don't know. There's some people who are gone. Like, what? what is this group? This is a new group. This is a new body in some ways. And so we can't just simply dive into community we had because of the community has shifted and altered. Mm. And so some of it is just, hey, maybe get to know some of those new people. Hey, maybe reconnect with some people you haven't seen in a while. Hey, maybe do some of both of those things. Because that also is a piece of this kind of new season that we're in of figuring out who we are today. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's really insightful. And I, I really appreciate uh, both angles of that because I think it helps situate us in this moment that we're in where I, I, after that amount of time, we're, we're tempted to think that, oh, well, how do I just get back to yeah. – normal or whatever get back to where things were but things have moved and things have shifted in significant ways and, and really this is ramping up into um this is about ramping up into where the, the next season and where we're headed and, and i mean even as you were talking brian was, it makes me think of the our goal to re-engage and you know continue to restructure and build up community groups especially this fall to kind of relaunch a number of yeah. community groups and launch. This is the needed pre-work <laughs> to be able to live life in the new season of community groups coming in the year ahead and coming in the fall. But it, that start, we, I think in some ways, a lot of people can't just jump in, right? But it takes some, some building up. It takes some experience and it takes simply the steps to, Spend time together. I also think that coupled with, this is what's interesting, coupled with this, like, I don't know, uh, division's not the right word, uh, isolation, has been over the last year, and maybe even really specifically over the last six months, some insane busyness. Because everybody's been doing and trying to figure out how yeah. to do either things that they didn't do or catch up or restart. And there's just been a ton of scheduled activities yeah. for a lot of people as well. And that 
is also isolating in its own weird sense. And the answer to that is just, I think the next step and the step out of that is to not stay isolated, but also not to just stay busy doing stuff and catching up. But by taking the time to wait, do something together, engage with other people, be present with other people, build the the relationships and the community that God um, has called us to be as a church family. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's an exciting step forward. And it's interesting because I feel like, you know, one of the things, um, so my very brief prep for this podcast was pulling up a couple of verses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about Hebrews 10, 24, 25, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, mm. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I thought about both the idea of like neglecting to meet together as the habit of some. I think that's something we, a lot of us fell into in the pandemic. So like in the encouragement to come back together, but also this idea of love and good works that as Christians, there's two things we're really called to, right? It's it's there's called to this sort of like inward community building and then this sort of outward service. And I feel like for a lot of us, but you, we need to be strengthened before we can like look outwards to some degree. I mean, obviously, like mm. some of that is like the Holy Spirit is going to give us that. It's not, so, it's not like we have to. It's not like we have to like build up our resources so that we can then serve out. But there is a sense of like regrouping, kind of internally. And so I think about we're not our, our do some together. It could be service, a hundred percent. It could be, but like we're trying to sort of say to people like regroup with one another rebuild this body kind of brian to your point so that we can start running the race again there's a part of us that's been like on the sidelines and now it's like you can't just jump back into the race we have to have this moment of sort of like let's let's just rebuild let's regroup let's just take some deep breaths together before we start diving back into the work god has for us in the Mm. world potentially like again not that it's that like cordoned off like it's not like well you can't do service if you're feeling tired like that's not what I'm saying but I do think there's a feeling of that and it's interesting because this past week or two weeks ago I've lost all track Mm -hmm. um we had Cornerstone Kids Camp Mm -hmm. and I was like I helped with the snacks Mm -hmm. and I had two other folks with me and it was the three of us and so basically for a couple hours every day we pretty much like sliced oranges and poured pretzels and like (laughs) you know and we ended up having like these amazing conversations while we were sitting there in the kitchen about like theology and our childhood and our background and life and race and the world and it was like so nourishing and wonderful and Mm. we were serving but I was like this is do something together too like this is and I don't I didn't know either these guys really before and it was like oh like this is my church community Mm. and people that have been coming here for a while and we've never connected in this way Mm -hmm. and now suddenly we have relationships within Mm. the church that we didn't have before and on a Sunday morning or whatever we'll we'll have a new connection and Mm. I think that those opportunities are also really beautiful and that's part of what this summer and maybe leading into the fall is for as well Mm. there's so many aspects of this I think that's such a such a great point and I um it, it makes me think of even in my own heart I've realized as I've thought through what this looks like, what it looks like over the summer, that there's also, uh, there's habits we've gotten into because things are hard for survival. There's also habits I've gotten into because I've kind of been able to justify my self-focus hmm. and my, my selfishness. And I there's 
there are things that even as a family we've been looking to do over the summer or whatever that I'm, I'm like I, I don't want to invite anybody else in to do that <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. like I've kind of got used to doing things my way and I, 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 I like this you know and it's at the same time when you do it opens up the door to all sorts of connections and I'm not saying that the theme of the summer isn't do everything together. That's a really, really good and important okay. point. Right? Such yeah. a huge and important totally. point. The theme's not do everything together, but it is do something together and maybe do something together that you that you wouldn't have otherwise done together. Right? So stepping outside of your normal trajectory, your normal momentum, and even your, your normal rhythms to do so, to not to do the things that you're doing, but to do them together and to invite, invite others in because of the fruit that's that's born through that. But that's a good point of like of like also incorporating into the life that you and you guys have talked about this and I'm trying to remember where, when and how, but it's somewhere in a sermon or a podcast or something. The idea that like it was me. It was totally Scott. No, I give him all the credits. <laughs> I actually think it may have been a sermon Matt preached, but uh, it, so Matt's here again. There it is. We've inter- is. Have Matt has there come it back. Um, it's it's a requirement. It's a quota. Um, just about the idea that like it's not about you know you've got to add five million more things. Yeah. Which is I think some of the problem we some of what some of us have struggled with in this last couple of months is like we've got to do all the things we weren't able to do before. And now mm-hmm. we're like oh my gosh I'm so exhausted now yep. I want to do nothing. Yeah. But how do I incorporate or inc- invite people into the things I'm already doing? And that that's a way to have to, to like have a more more organic community without busy work that you suddenly have to now add stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brian, what, what do you think are the the things that we as a church, maybe even as individuals, need to remember that will help motivate us towards one another in this way? Um as opposed to just, you know, okay, I'll just just do, just, just doing it. Like, we, yeah, where, where, where does this, at its best, where does, how do we nurture this? Yeah, that's my question. At its best, how do we nurture this? I mean, yeah, you, one way to do this would be to, you know, go the biblical theological route. Church is the body, community, yeah. the family of God. And that's a very good way to do it. That's probably what most people expect me to do. <laughs> I, I think my initial reaction is uh-huh. I, I think just to get really bare bones – we probably don't really remember what life was like in the before times. Mm. Like there's this thing we do as humans uh, where it's sort of like, great you know, like yeah. the, you, whatever the last month has been, you think it's always been that way. You know, like, so you yeah. talk like life is just like this. Like now it's been like four weeks yeah. and we did this for two years. Um, and we've been, you know, coming out of it for a period of time. There's, you know, it, I don't think we really have a sense of what, it was before. So we're kind of starting from scratch in a sense. There's a way in which you're kind of like, you don't really remember what normal was like, at least not in the details, the intricacies of it, the way it felt um, like, like, like on, you know, and, and all yeah. the little daily schedule things. And the, there's so many things that we kind of lost along the way. And I think really just starting from bare bones and going, okay, should other people be a part of my life? Other people that don't live with me? <laughs> yes, they should. <laughs> I, like, I, I, and, and I'm dead serious. Like yeah, just yeah. actually ask that question. Like should other people, be a part of my life who, who people who don't live with me be a part of my life is that a beneficial thing is that something that is important for me as a human being and as a christian because the answer is going to be yes i think i think we're all going to go yeah that yeah. makes sense 
And then the question is, okay, what should my life look like to allow for that? Mm. And I think that's the motivating question. It's just mm. like, okay, well, I, it's probably going to be something like I should do some things with other people. <laughs> I should do <laughs> yeah. some things together. Yeah. And there's a kind of like, well, where, where would that fit? And this is where I think Matt's sermon you referenced, Nicole, comes in, where he was trying to talk about being, you know, uh, missionally hospitable. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you fit this in your life? And the oh, answer yeah. wasn't like, let's just, we'll just add a bunch of stuff. Exactly. That sounds overwhelming. Yeah. The answer is, okay, how can I, how can I take some of the things that I'm doing and either make some extra room in my, my week or my, my life or take some things that don't require extra room and add people to those things so that I'm moving forward as someone who is bringing people into my life and bringing me into their life in a way that I genuinely think is a good idea. Mm. Yeah. And for a lot of us, it really should be just that simple. We should just, I think we all think other people should be a part of our lives and we should be part of theirs, not just the ones that live with us. Yeah. If you live with somebody. Yeah. And, and so the answer is, okay, so how, well, it's not by getting super overwhelmed and, you know, freaking out and then going and watching a bunch of TV. Like it's by saying, well, how can I do something with other people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just, I think that's, that's the motivating step. That's mm -hmm. the move because the only other option is that you now live a life only with the other people you live in the same home with mm -hmm. or just by yourself yeah. or you work with. And that's not what you want, which uh, can I say, and one of the things I've realized, I think both in getting older and in after these last couple of seasons, but that's a norm in our country. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not like you say that and it sounds like this radical like <laughs> nobody lives like that. Like you're only going to live with like these like few people and not really. Most people in our country don't have friends. Yeah. Like they don't. And most of our city lives basically on their own. I think that there is a natural gravity to that kind of life in our culture that uh and as Christians, it is not a given that we don't, like, kind of, as we age, just get less and less friends. And when we lose a friend or they move away, we just don't replace it. We don't make right. the effort to start new friends. I think, I, and in, in the, the inflection point, this kind of transition point in the life of the church, there's a ability, an opportunity to be like, well, yeah, I had some great relationships. I don't want to go through the work of, like, starting some new ones. Yeah. So I'll just kind of look back on that and things get more and more and more isolated. And maybe the last couple of years just fast forwarded an already existing trajectory instead of derailing us and creating a new one. Oh, we could go real crazy with some <laughs> of this and I won't. Like, but but I, I think, I mean, there's there's an old book Robert Putnam wrote called Bowling Alone yeah. mm -hmm. where he talks about um, – how essentially American life lost all of its social institutions at some point. It's yeah. much more complicated than that, but that's yeah. basically the takeaway yeah. is no one has the bowling league anymore. Yeah. And so we, we now, part of the reason this is hard and that we have to say things like do something together is because the way life is structured now doesn't push you into that. No. There's no natural inclination to it. There's no natural social push to it. There's no national like or natural kind of institutional mm -hmm. push to it. No one looks around and goes like, Oh yeah, the bowling league <laughs> like, yeah. or, or whatever else. Um, and so, Maybe the closest thing you have is if you have kids like Little League. You know, I, I'm trying yeah. to find something, yeah. you, you know. And, and so there's a reason this is hard. Yeah. Um, is because we're not being pushed towards it. But that also doesn't mean that the answer is like climactic life change yeah. for you. Yeah. There's a reason why we're like, no, just do something together. That yeah. really yeah. is a way of making this a reality uh, in, in your own life. In a way that I think everyone would believe is beneficial 
But most people, I really do think that even like our neighbors and coworkers and friends who yeah. do live so so isolated sometimes, they they believe that the only way around that is something really climactic, is yeah. some real crazy shift of life. Some like I just have. There's also a lot of other reasons why this is happening, but I think one of them is just how would I even make space for that in a, a city where I'm working so much, and if I have a family, my you know everyone else is working so much, and the kids are in all these things and whatever mm-hmm. else, it's just really hard. And so to be able to say no, like just I don't know. Invite someone to something you were going to do mm-hmm. seems like it doesn't solve a problem, but it actually moves you in a really positive direction. Yeah. I also do want to point out that, that I think that sometimes what we hear when we hear like, oh, you should be with other people, it ends up, it can end up being really surfacy. And mm. so I think sometimes when people think about the church, like, so you've got people like, I don't know, there's all these things like these leagues that are popping up of like adult, you know, like kickball and 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 rugby and whatever adult leagues because people are looking for like community and friends and doing things together and hobbies and whatever and that's that's amazing that's actually great and then you've got you've got people who are like super isolated but then there's there is this like version of a church community that's just all we spend all our time together but we're really surface level Mm. and i think that's also dangerous too and i want to be clear to people that like Mm. when we're saying do something together we're not just saying like just interact with other people and have it be yeah. like one long extended greeting time from at church. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it, it really, the goal of this is not just to like literally be in the same physical space as other humans. The goal of this is to encourage a kind of fellowship that is deeper than just like chatting at a little league game. Yeah. And so it was actually really cool because one of the like do something the other things we've done so far, mm-hmm. right, is we, and it came about in this crazy way. There was a mom who had some kids who she wasn't gonna be able to pick up from Cornerstone Kids Camp. And so she texted a couple other moms and was like, hey, could someone hang out with my kids for like an hour or two after Cornerstone Kids Camp? Because I have a dentist appointment. Mm-hmm. And a couple of us were like, totally. And then another mom was like, maybe we should just eat on the green space. And we we're like, yeah, let's do a picnic. Hey, let's turn it into a do something something together <laughs> event and let's put it in the newsletter. Yeah. And then there were 50 people at our church who just showed up in the middle of the day. Now granted, a lot of people were there because their kids yeah. were already were there. there. For- But people came who weren't there and came and sat and hung out for an hour and a half and ate. And I'm telling you, because I walked around, the conversations that were being had were not just like, how's your summer going? Are you going on vacation? Oh, like like people were talking about, you know, depression and deep things and like really connecting. And I was just like, this is so cool. This is Mm. this is I told him I'm just like the cheerleader for this because I just. I just think that it's it's so vital to connect with other believers at this level. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes we either don't connect or we just connect really surfacey. Yeah. And it's so easy to slip into that. And we sometimes, like, Brian, you were talking about, like, we almost have forgotten what the before times were like. I think we also sometimes have, like, a really rosy picture <laughs> totally. of what the before times were <laughs> totally. like. And, totally. like, there were problems there, too. Like, there were times where it was surfacy or exhausting yeah. or we were overcommitted or whatever. And so this is really almost an opportunity to revisit, regroup, and kind of go, well, what do I actually – what do we actually mean when we talk about Christian community? What are we really after here? Mm. Let's do that. Yeah. I, I think it's such a great point. I think it's why also we didn't d- or don't think that the solution to this is a bunch of formal church programs, hmm. right? We're like, okay, here's the time. Everybody get together, like as big of as many people as possible. 
get together for because I think it, it, it can perpetuate that where but where there's an ownership where there's an initiation among us it um, <clears throat> we're not just kind of participants there yeah. to pay our dues we're pursuing community in a deeper level um, so I I also know that we wanted to at the same time help facilitate this and help facilitate it in the lives of people because Sometimes people are like, oh, do something together. I can just invite somebody. Like, I know how to do that. Other times, it, there's connections. That, sometimes the, the connections, even the initial connections, aren't even there. Yeah. And so we've tried to, at the same time, while not planning a bunch of programs, facilitate this. <clears throat> I'd love for you, Nicole, to just explain how we're trying to facilitate this and where people can go sure. if they're like, I, I don't. I don't know where the connections are, even necessarily know where to start. Totally. And I think, yeah, I think we've thought a lot about like this balance of the church is going to do some stuff, but we really are encouraging people to do some stuff. And how do we kind of have that going on all at the same time? Um, I will let, I mean, I think Brian maybe can talk about we're doing these two book discussions and it would be good to hear from him about those two um, because that's definitely a piece, I think, an easy way to kind of come together to have a mutual thing to talk about (laughs) that's a little deeper than you know, just surface. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still doing our, our women's meetups every other month, which was kind of it almost like a precursor to this do something together yeah. idea from yeah. the beginning of the year. Um, we have a couple of, of online Bible studies that we're doing. I'm actually hosting one on version that starts July 1st, le- uh, reading through the book of Acts. Mm. And it's partly leading up to the fact that Acts the Three Man Show is happening at the end of the summer. So the idea was maybe a couple of us can read through Acts together in preparation for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the things that's been really cool is that, you know, people are emailing me and being like, hey, can you put this in the newsletter? I'm going to go play beach volleyball after the second service most Sundays, or I'm going to, we're having this barbecue on the beach, or we're doing this thing. And I would encourage, here's one thing I will say, this is my big plug. If you are somebody who is not feeling worn and beaten down by this season, and you are somebody who is feeling more lively, feeling more, I don't know, healthy, feeling more ready, ready and ready to go, oh my gosh, please be the people to organize things. Please organize mm. a hike. Please organize a, a go, go to a museum. Like do something and tell me about it so other people can join you because because I think this is where we as a community can really come together and like the instigate, we need those instigators. We need those people that are ready and willing to like be the one to say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. Um, and we're not all in that place. And that's fine. Not everybody has to be that person. But if you are that person, we need you. Um, yeah. So then. And if one other yeah. person joins you, that's a win. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. the But the book discussions, I think, are, the, are another really yeah, great Yeah, we got two. Um, it, it is a great way to kind of like, it gives you something to talk about. I think the books are good. We've got one by Sam Elbury uh, on, you know, what God has to say about our bodies. Um, can, can you explain that a little bit? I'm not sure the title. Like, I think it might leave some people like, like what's really that book? confused. Like, what's that yeah. book about? Like, wh- why is it compelling? Why would it be compelling to read this summer? Right. In a nutshell, I mean, in a nutshell, it's it's about how uh, how our bodies matter, like to mm-hmm. God, and that, and that actually shows up in a lot of different ways that are very relevant to us. But we don't always think about it that way. Um, it, in one sense, just the fact that we're not just souls. Mm. that happen to like have some physicality to us for a moment, like a hot second before it gets better, um, that our bodies actually matter. But more than that, um, 
big topics in the culture. Gender has to do with our bodies. Sexuality has to do with our bodies. Uh, worship has to do with our bodies. There's ways that like our bodies are a factor in what it means to be mm-hmm. human in like a really powerful way. And so there's a lot of things. I've been saying this a lot lately about various stuff, but there's a lot of ways that things you things that m- might trouble you that you don't realize are actually about your body and yeah. understanding that better uh, will come up if you read this book. Mm-hmm. So like cool. you might not realize that it's actually, oh, I was actually thinking it, this is actually about how, what God has said about my body. Mm-hmm. But if it is, and so, and so how that all works out. Um, so that book's got a lot of those things in it. And you can just look through it in our resource center. We have a bunch of copies um, so come on Sunday and go check out by the family room. It's in a big, big stack. You can look and see if you're interested yeah. just by looking through the table of contents. Um, and then we have one by Alan Noble um, called uh, You Are Not Your Own, which is just a fascinating, fascinating book about how our culture basically says that we belong to ourselves. And that is incredibly freeing and also just mind-numbingly terrifying mm-hmm. and overwhelming and exhausting. And that the levels of burnout and anxiety and exhaustion – that exists culturally for us in just like in, in epidemic sizes, like just massive yeah. increases in these things. Um, he says a lot of these things are because we've entirely structured our world in America around being our own. Mm. And that that's the, in the first uh, question of the Heidelberg Catechism, which is old kind of question and answer format of learning Christianity is, you know, um, what is your only hope in life and death? And the, the, the truncated version is that I'm not my own. <laughs> you are not your own, but you belong, belong to God. body and soul. Yeah. To God. And so, um, He's trying to show how to diagnose, again, things that you don't realize are happening to you and are really important to you and like really affect you on a daily basis. You don't know how to trace those out. You didn't realize it until you walk through some of the things he's saying. Mm. And, and he's trying to kind of show how to live a, a Christianly in a society that is built around kind of the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really powerful. And I think that if just reading the books, A, I think they're just going to be good for you. I think mm. they're really helpful. I think that you'll be surprised by how helpful they are. Mm. But B, hanging out with other folks and shooting things out. Like, I had this thought or, you know, I'll ask some questions and get things going. But it's really a time to just kind of go, let's talk about our thoughts on this stuff. Mm. And that's a great way to, like Nicole said, get to know people, to feel a sense of community Mm. um, in a way that talking about the weather doesn't give you that feeling. Like going through like, this is an important idea. Let's just talk about it and talk about how we experience it. And, you know, like kind of a no wrong answers kind of vibe where it's like, let's just talk it out together. We're not looking to like accomplish something here. Yeah. Like we're looking to kind of look at these truths and talk about how they affect our lives and how we struggle with them and these different things. Yeah. Yeah. So the first book discussion will be the end of July. Yep. And the second will be the end of August. End of August. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's um, a Mm -hmm. registration on Realm for both of those, Mm -hmm. um, which as a person who procrastinates, I would say register if you're going to do it because then you've locked yourself into it and you have to read the book. (laughs) Yeah. We all got big dreams about reading books until. Yeah. 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 Cool. (laughs) Um, well, that's, that, that's exciting. That's encouraging. I, even, even those descriptions are like, oh, that's, that's why I want to read those books. That's right. Um, and I, I hope that, I think we hope that this is a time and a season that is, can be an encouragement for you. If you're listening, that you can, um, take some steps from wherever you are, take some steps yeah. towards one another. Um, we've talked about the heart in the spring. We talked about the heart of missional hospitality. I think that we also talked about how that starts with both one another so that we together can extend that hospitality to uh, the world around us. And um, yeah. yeah. One last thing I'd say, I know that I, w- I sort of said like, I'll really encourage the people who are like feeling great to mm. like be the instigators. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean that, but I also feel like 
you know, loneliness is another thing that's really, I think, insidious in our society in general mm. and certainly in the last couple of years. And I think one of the biggest lies of loneliness is that you're the only one feeling that way. Mm. And so I would say that if you're somebody who is feeling sort of lonely and isolated, if you can even, you know, this doesn't have to be something that goes in the newsletter, but if you can even think about one other person that you can reach out to who maybe also is feeling lonely and do something with, I think that that's just a really good first step to just begin to reconnect and to remind yourself that you're not alone. Mm. And I think that sometimes it's just, it's really easy to kind of get into this season of like, everybody else is out there doing amazing things and having fun. I mean, social media obviously perpetuates this in, in really destructive ways. And I'm just isolated and alone. And I think that, again, I think that's a lie. And I think that's important, even if you can just reach out to one other person and have a coffee or go for a walk, or if you have little kids, meet in the park so the kids can play and you can sit. Like, I just think that there are ways where just that are like, you know, I just think that there are ways and tiny ways to just remind yourself. Like, yeah, obviously you're not alone because God is with you. But like there's something about community that I think it's easy for us to lose when we're not mm. paying attention. So mm. anyway. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's wise. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for the encouragement. Thanks for, I mean, even just kind of the the contributions you both made as we this idea has snowballed and into um, – been a part of our theme as a church family for the summer. Thanks for doing this with me. Oh. I, feel like, I feel like we do it together. Oh, look, we did we something, did something together. together, you guys. Brian, the look on Brian's face it. is like it was great. Oh. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. full circle. Well done. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Thank you all for listening to. We love you. And we'll see you on Sunday, if not when we do something together before. Have a great week.